Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch on ESPN Arkansas all across the state. You can also check it out at hitthatline.com where we stream live. You can also get great content, videos, articles, podcasts, whatever you need dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We're going to get into some of your Twitter questions. We're also going to talk about the college football midterm election that's I actually just got made up. And also some great shout out to a really good player for Arkansas on Jeopardy. Weird, right? I know. That's so weird. But we're going to talk about all of that. Before we get into it, though, you are all about watching college football right now, right? College basketball is even starting up. Some great games tonight in college basketball. Sports in general, you love it. But I know that you love saving money. And you also love not having channels that you don't need and you don't watch. When you're watching these games, Sling TV is the best way to handle all of this. For $30 a month, you get ESPN Networks, Pac-12 Networks, SEC Network, and so much more. And you can stream it on your big screen and all your favorite mobile devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, only better, with no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Best offer for you locked on listeners sign up at sling.com slash locked on and you get a free seven day trial just to give it a shot free that's free 99 seven day trial there at sling.com slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g.com slash locked on check it out tell me what you think i know you won't regret it and i know that you will continue that service because it's the best way to check out all your sporting events and save the most money again that is sling.com/lockedon so there was a lot of fun going on around obviously today with the elections the midterm elections across the country and it's going to be bad it, it, no matter where you lean no matter who ends up controlling the house or controlling the senate or whatever twitter's going to become a cesspool Social media itself is going to become a cesspool with all types of nonsensical things dealing with politics. So we're not going to get into that. But I do think it is pretty fun that a game that Peter Burns of the SEC Network, as well as myself on the Morning Rush, we had some fun with and talking about the midterm election for college football. And what is is basically some of the issues that we would choose if we had a vote as Americans, as fans of college football, if we had a vote on certain issues, certain ballots, certain things, what would we do? What would we vote on? What would be our highest priority of the most hot-button issues in all of college football and which way would we lean? And I think there was a lot of things that you can talk about in college football in general. And this can be on the field, off the field, whatever. But I think the biggest three things that I would want are such as follows. First off, the college football playoff expansion. Now, I know that if you've listened to this podcast, you will know that this is something that I have felt very strongly about that I've discussed before, and I won't go into too much detail of that because of those reasons, but I do want to reiterate my point and just let everybody know exactly what I'm referring to because we all think that more college football is better. And for whatever reason, college football has not figured out a way to guarantee playoff spots they haven't the only way that you can maybe guarantee it is if you go undefeated in the sec well even then you know still there's not any direct for sure guaranteed spot for you 
And I think that that's wrong because every other league, every other sport at every other level has it figured out. But college football, for whatever reason, does not. Thus, this is why I want to expand to eight teams. No more than eight. No fewer than eight. Right at 18. And it's very simple why. You have five Power Five conferences. Five. And with the current setup, there's always going to be guaranteed at least one of those Power Five conferences getting left out. Some cases two. And heaven forbid, at some point in time, three. It could happen. And I don't think that's necessarily the way that you want to see college football going. That's not the way that it should be set up. I feel like, if I was running for office of college football, this is what I would say. I feel like it is best to be able to guarantee a spot in the college football playoff by winning your conference. Because in college basketball, if you win your conference tournament, you're guaranteed a spot in the NCAA tournament. Same thing in college baseball. In the NFL, if you win your division, you're guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Same thing in baseball. In high school, if you win your conference, you're guaranteed a spot in the state playoffs. Everybody else has this figured out, so why not college football? And by doing that and having eight teams, it guarantees those five Power Five conferences to have a team in as long as you win your conference championship game. Now, that would mean that all these conferences would have to have a championship game. They'd have to play it out, and then whoever won that gets a guaranteed spot. Simple as that. Now, the other three teams of the eight-team playoff that I would like could go one of either two ways. I wouldn't mind either one. You just either have three at-large bids. Pretty simple. Where you have a committee, you still have a ranking system, And you give invites to the three best teams that did not win their conference championship. That's it. So in this case, for instance, Notre Dame, they're not in a conference, but they don't get left out. Do you know why? Because they're undefeated. They get in. UCF, should they get in? I feel like if they go undefeated this year, they would be worthy of it. You put them in there, boom, there you go. What if it would be Georgia or Ohio State or Washington State, Texas Tech, whoever, not Texas Tech, Oklahoma, whoever, it doesn't matter. That would be left up to the committee. And so that way, even if you're a team that slipped up a little bit, say if you're Alabama and you were undefeated, but then you lost to Georgia in the conference championship game, even though you just had one bad day, that would guarantee Georgia a spot. And they would all but guarantee Alabama a spot as well as a wild card team. Simple as that. I don't understand why this is such a difficult concept, but it is for many other reasons. The next thing that I would make sure to vote on is alcohol. The sale of alcohol allowed in all stadiums across college football. Now, I get that there are liabilities. I get that there are rules. I get that there are reasons. I understand all of that. But to me, it is all. It is all about making it as entertaining for the fans as you can possibly make it. Fans find it more entertaining nowadays to sit at home and watch the majority of the game. Sure, they'll go to a big game. They'll go to the games that really mean the most. But when it comes to the nonsensical, non-conference directional schools, what's the motivation? They're not going to go there to watch a blowout. Why would they? Why would they spend their time, spend their money to do so? Unless 
you started making it to where college football games themselves were a lot more exciting, were a lot more reasonable to go. And something as simple as selling beer in the stadium would be an easy, beneficial, financially and supportively, great way to get fans to be excited about going to football games. Now, there's a lot of things that you'd have to put into effect. You'd have to make sure that you don't you know, hurt anybody, that there's all the things you're taking care of, that you're not over-serving, that you're you know, making sure that you're not serving to anybody who's under the age of 21. I get all of that, and I'm sure that they could go to NFL stadiums and all these other stadiums that are able to serve alcohol and get all the logistics of how it works. But how great would it be to have things like that? Also to have it to where in the concourses you have games being played, other games, games across the SEC. How great would that be? How great would it be to be able to have it to where you're in the stadiums and instead of sitting in metal bleachers, you sit in plastic chair backs across the stadium? Sure, it'd be smaller, but it'd be better. These are just the small things. A lot of it can be done on the individual basis. But the alcohol in stadiums and selling of beer, to me, should be a universal deal. I feel like that's something that needs to be voted on that would really help out. And in the college football midterm elections, that'd be something that I'd be all about. And finally, scheduling rotating Power 5 teams. Now, this may seem kind of weird, because I, you're probably going to say, well, there's better ways to schedule it. But you know, sometimes you got to be able to start small and then work your way up. I feel like if you're in a Power Five conference, if you rotated and played every other Power Five school at least one every year, and it was rotated for you, that would eliminate all these arguments about not playing nobody, Paul. That would eliminate all the toughness that some of these smaller Power 5 schools have with scheduling big-time opponents because that is difficult at times and they want to make marquee games too. It would make it difficult for a lot of different reasons. But if it's constantly rotating, if one year you play Indiana and the next year you play Washington and then the next year you play Baylor and the next year you play Clemson, Whatever it is, it can rotate conferences every year. It can rotate home and away every year. There's got to be a way where you can be set up to where you no longer have to worry about scheduling, making sure opponents play other opponents, making sure that everyone's okay, making sure that there's any conflict when it comes to strength of schedule or anything like that, and rotating at least one, and I would even hear out for two non-conference games against Power 5 schools where you never have to worry about anyone else doing the scheduling. The scheduling is done for you by the NCAA. That right there, I think, would be the best and most fun thing you could have with college sports. Just saying. Just saying. So there you have it. If you want a platform, if you want my platform or what I would run on if I was inside of this college football midterm election, those are the three things. College football playoff expansion, alcohol allowed in all stadiums and scheduling rotating power five schools vote for me i'll set you free you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast moving on into the next segment of the locked on razorbacks podcast we're going to get into some of your twitter questions but first before we do we all love sporting events 
There's going to be so many games coming up. There's going to be some great concerts, some great shows. There's all these events going on, and we love it. And with Vivid Seats, we can attend those events at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events that you want to go to. And you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. And to make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off of orders, $200 or more, to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guaranteed. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats get you to your favorite live event so some of you came after me on twitter with a few questions and i'll go ahead and answer those for you the best humanly way i possibly can and this first one comes from hunter he says do you see lsu's offense being one that is going to put up a lot of points on us this weekend is keeping this game low scoring our best chance of competing in this game assuming our defense shows up to play yes to answer your question yes i do believe that if you have a puncher's chance in this game it's going to have to come down to arkansas's defense showing up slowing down lsu because it's not like they're a big time offense i mean look at them they they scored zero points against alabama now that's not to say that it's embarrassing for them or that they shouldn't have done that but at least gives you a little indication that you know this isn't the best offense of all time lsu's only averaging 27 points a game now they allow only 16 but they're not known for just throwing it all over the field or running all over the field and, and taking care of business in that way. They only average 192 yards passing per game, 170 yards rushing per game. And if you look at those statistics, Arkansas actually averages better offensive numbers than LSU. What it comes down to is points allowed. LSU only allows about 16.7. Arkansas a whopping 33.7. So it's going to come down to defense. If Arkansas, if Arkansas's defense can show up and slow down Joe Burrow in this LSU team, Arkansas will be in this game. It's as simple as that. Now, I'm not saying Arkansas's offense will be able to score at will against LSU's defense. I think it'll be a struggle. But if you could just look at it from the case of getting LSU and keeping them within 7 to 10 points by the time you enter in the fourth quarter, which could happen, then I like Arkansas's chances. But the last thing you can do if you're Arkansas's offense, though, is get a bunch of three and outs, get stuck in three alongs, have to be forced to pass, establish the run. If they can do that with Rakeem Boyd and maybe some TJ Hammonds, mix him in a little bit, Chase Hayden, get some type of effective rushing attack going, run that clock, make that defense stay out there for a long period of time, that, I mean, that alone is going to be the things that are going to make Arkansas win this game. Again, I'm not going to pick them. But it's as simple as that, defense. If you slow down LSU's offense, I haven't been able to do it many times this year, but you got to help that they come in on a hangover. If you can slow them down and make them work for every play, get them in situations where they have to punt it away, then Arkansas will be in this game. But unfortunately for all of you and for Arkansas's defense, there hasn't been many times where this team has showed up in a lot of different ways. And the next question comes from Jules. It says, what are your thoughts on the things that, on some of the things that Morris seemed to hint at yesterday in regards to meeting with seniors and developing younger guys? I think some of the older guys were told, thanks for your service, but it's time for the youngins. 
Uh, I think that there's some merit to that. I, I don't know if it was put directly like that, but listen, Chad Morris made no bones about it. This team is out of bowl contention, and then when you're out of bowl contention, it's not not you're not going to try to win in these games, but you may try to win differently. You're no longer going to go with, all right, let's get the guys with the experience, the guys that have been around most, the guys that look like they're going to be most ready. No, no, no. Let's start seeing what some of these younger guys can do. Let's see what some of these players can do when they throw their feet to the fire. Let's see what they're capable of when we start making things a little more difficult on them. Let's see what they can do. Now, I don't know if that's going to be just at the quarterback position with Connor Nolan. I don't know if that's going to be thrown in with some of the defensive secondary guys, maybe some linebackers, maybe some wide receivers. I don't know exactly who, what, when, where, how some of these players are going to play, but I do believe it is going to happen. And I think it's okay for Chad Morris to take this approach because, listen, he's been frustrated. He's even mentioned about some of the challenges that he's had to deal with some of these seniors. And one of the things that he brought up is that these seniors have had so much change in their tenure at Arkansas that they don't have a lot of trust. They don't trust these guys very often. And it's hard to build trust when your coaches are changing all the time, not just your head coach, but your position coach and so on and so forth. So I think that that's been an ongoing issue for Chad Morris in this team. Uh, I, I don't think that it's a negative thing. I don't think it needs to be looked at as a negative. I don't think anybody needs to get after Chad Morris for it because I know, Jules, you even mentioned you said it's a slippery slope where it feels like Chad Morris is trying to navigate it the best he has could. Uh, but I, you wonder how we're, that we are not bowl eligible if his tune changes and are looking towards the future. I think that that's absolutely the case is that it's where he's going to have to make it the best way he can in the final three games. You don't get the extra bowl practices and bowl preparation to work on some things. So what do you do? You use the final month of the season, which is what he's had, and be able to work on some of these younger guys. With the new red shirt rule, you're going to have some guys that can get in there and play without having their red shirt taken away, which is going to be important as well. So I think it's a good idea by Morris. And I also think that he has probably told the seniors, listen, I tried. I tried to coach you. I tried to make it work. I tried to do the best I could with the cards that I was dealt. But unfortunately, we just couldn't make it work. We couldn't make it happen. And this is what we got stuck with. Again, it's not a bad thing. It happens. It happens in college football all across the board. And when you're 2-7 and seven right now, 0-5 oh in conference like Arkansas is, what do you do? How do you do it? What do you figure out? Well, where's your motivation at? I don't know. But maybe, just maybe, having a night game against a top five, top ten team in LSU in Fayetteville on your final game will be something, at least hoping something, that everybody can look forward to, that everybody can get hyped up and excited for, that everybody will be about come Saturday at 6.30. If so, then the seniors can be put out on a high note to at least they can be competitive in the game. If not, let the young guys roll, see what they can do, and maybe we'll have something positive to talk about in next week's of podcast, although, unfortunately for all of us, it may be the same song, different verse. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. This was pretty fantastic, actually, where on Jeopardy, Bumper Pool got a shout out. That's right. Bumper Pool. Got a shout out. And I tried to get the audio to work with it, but it was really low quality. So somebody recorded it from their phone. So it wasn't really going to sound good. So I apologize by that. But 
it was pretty awesome to see where the answer, because you all know how Jeopardy works, right? They, Alex Trebek gives the answer, and then you have to answer the question or ask the question. So the answer was Bumper Pool bounces running backs around as a linebacker for the Razorbacks of this school. That's how it was put. And then somebody answered, who is or what is? I guess it's what is the University of Arkansas. Correct. As Alex Trebek would say, great shout out. You know, if there's something that you can really hang your hat on, if you're bumper pool, you've gotten some playing time this year. There's a lot of bright future for you as a great player for Arkansas at the linebacker position and really hopeful for that. But the might be the best highlight you ever get is the fact that you were mentioned your name. First and last was mentioned on Jeopardy, and not anybody else, not Darren McFadden, not Ryan Mallett, not Matt Jones, not anybody like that. You, Bumper Pool, were mentioned. I don't know. I mean, how does it get any better than that? I, I can't see it. I'd love to have my name used as an answer there on Jeopardy. I doubt it will be, but, you know, goals, right? Hopefully we make it work out, but awesome, awesome deal dealing with bumper pool on Jeopardy. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play or on Spotify or on Stitcher. We're all about that, so be sure to check it out. You can also hit me up on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 